All right, folks, here we are. Benjamins and Buttons, it's officially started. Nathan, how the hell are you? Dude, Brandon, I'm great, man. Glad you asked. How are you? Doing good. Uh, got got a good sweat in earlier. Now I'm ready to talk about, you know, business, finance, and all things that are fun. So, hey, man. Hey, yeah. Yeah, so this is our podcast. It's kind of like what we wanted to do to make business and finance more fun and just conversational and, um, you know, share information that can possibly impact everyday people and, and business owners. And this is just going to be our first video. So it's going to be, you know, a little bit about us and how we can, you know, what were you planning on doing in, in the near future and long, and long term? So, Nathan, to put it, put the focus on on yourself. You're a good-looking guy, but other than that, could you tell us a little bit more about you? I appreciate the compliment. Uh, I don't know if everybody agrees, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, likewise. But yeah, I mean, a little bit about myself. Um, so, you know, I've got a bachelor's degree in finance um, from Lewis University, smaller uh, Lasallian Catholic institution here in uh, Romeoville, Illinois, uh, Midwest love. Um, you know, just I loved finance. Um, but when I was growing up, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I always liked money. I liked not just I mean, everybody loves money, right? But just kind of love the idea of, you know, the time value of money, the way money works, you know, the way things fund you know, the way companies are funded, like just the, the ideas of what you can do with money and how it can be invested, just all of that whole nine yards. It's always fascinated me. So I've always tried to read a lot of books and understand, you know, just understand all these su super sophisticated concepts, but you know, it all boils down to. So a lot of what we want to do in this podcast is, you know, unbutton finance, right? It's a very buttoned up industry, right? You see, you see me buttoning up my shirt, putting my tie on, you know, I want to be a commodities broker, right? So it, it just finance is a very buttoned up and, and banking in general, very buttoned up type of um, atmosphere. And it, it really can create friction between, you know, just the, the, the normal working class as it may be, and just people of finance in general. And I, I think, you know, kind of removing some of that and kind of breaking these ideas down is something that, you know, a lot of people um, could get value for. Like, you know, why should you give a shit about, you know, things that are going on in, in the news? You know, why should you give a shit about, you know, commodity prices going through the roof? You know, you, why, you know, other than just your grocery bill going up, you know, how are all these things interconnected, you know? So, um, but yeah, to, to, to touch back to myself and not <laughs> lose track, um, graduated from Lewis University um, met Brandon at a uh, sales agency, Science Technologies, um, and Woo! you know, really excited for the the synergies, um, you know, that are going to come from this partnership. I think we're very like-minded individuals, and I, and I think this is going to be um, the start of something great, right? Something that really brings together all different types of people, but um, kind of creates like a enhanced learning community with people who want to you know, discuss finance and rattle off things in, in business and, and things of that nature. So, um, I mean, that's a lot about me. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your, about your, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, that's one reason why I really like Nathan and appreciate 
him as a person is because you do have a very, even though we're very alike um, men, you know, you have a very different uh, educational background. So to kind of go into that growing up, I was always, well, starting out really elementary school, I was a, I was a bad kid. I just had too many energy, too much energy. I was a, like social butterfly and I got in trouble a lot. So I, I promised my mom I'd be better. So middle school, all the way graduating from high school, I really became more introverted to focus on my studies and I really love to learn. So um, things like English, science, history came very naturally to me and I always did AP and honor classes. Math is something I always enjoyed, but it was more because it was a puzzle, just finding that solution that kept me going at it. And I remember I had always taken honors math and then senior year, you got to take an AP pre-calculus class. And I did that for two weeks and I said, I'm not doing this, it's my senior year. I was going through a lot of personal stuff. I'd like broken my back basically, it felt like, and I was like, I'm just not, I'm not gonna do this this year. Um, and I basically just redid my junior year uh, for my senior year math class and it was so easy. I, didn't, I never studied, not once. It was actually easier than my junior uh, math class. And um, I played sports, injuries kind of held me back. And going into college, I went to a technical college and did that for just under two years. My plan was to do that because it was cheaper than going straight to university for a marketing degree. Um, but I never actually finished just because I've always, especially by my senior year of high school, I was just so done with the BS learning. I feel like there's a lot of BS information you got to get through to really get to the bottom of what really matters to do something like marketing and sales, for instance. It's just so rigid, isn't it? I mean, it's such a rigid structure, not to interrupt you, but yeah, it's, it's so rigid. Yeah. And Nathan, you know, it's kind of admirable that you were able to stick with it because we're alike a lot in that way is like, we really want to know and understand what really makes some, something work like a business or, or finance. And, um, you know, you stuck with it and you kind of, you know, you've broken it down probably in your own way of being able to explain it. I remember when the, when we were first, like having our first conversations, you were talking about, well, one, you were the first person in the company to realize that Ukraine was going to war with Russia because of uh, the, the gold, 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 gold futures price just went through the roof. And I said, something's got to be going on here. Yeah, it was like 10 or 11 at night. And, you know, half of our company, the sales agency was in Ukraine. So that was a pretty big deal to like be paying attention to the market and realize that oh, this war is legitimate. It's happening right now. So I thought that was very interesting. And yeah, to get more back to me, I just went to work. I, I actually didn't start working as early as most people in my family. I didn't get my first job until I was 17 at McDonald's. And then as soon as I was out of high school, I went to sales, started at a car dealership. And then I went to uh, business to business uh, phone sales. And I've always just stuck with that. And the reason why I started working at science where Nathan was already was because it was a sales agency. We basically just cold call and set appointments, which for me 
as someone who had to, you know, cold call, make appointments, do a full, full sales cycle, that was very easy. And um, I thought it was going to be a good company, which I'm not saying it's not, but uh, me and Nathan have actually partnered to, um, to, to help people get their unclaimed property. And we're not going to talk too much about that, but that is something that we do together. And I can just tell you that Nathan's a very smart individual. And where I come into play is kind of the Benjamins, the, the old school um, hustle, really understanding, you know, how to listen to people and effectively communicate about what they want to talk about, what they care about, and what's going to get them to take action, hopefully with whatever we're doing. Something like unclaimed property, people that are, is owed this money that's just being held by, the, by their government. You know, it's not really a sell. You're just helping someone reaching out to them. But, you know, that's kind of more about me and my experience in life. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I mean, so why sales? Like, why, why sales and marketing? Is that just something that energetic personality that you talked about when you were a youngster is just something that's always been with you? Or do you just just look and looking for explore into conversations and just you know, level with people. I mean, they do say, and I, I agree, like one of the most important skills, if not the most important you can have is your ability to sell. Um, mm -hmm. Just not even like, not just in business, just in, just in life, sell your ideas, right? I mean, shit, if you're in a relationship, how you sell your ideas to your spouse? How you sell your ideas to your family? How you, how you, yeah. how you go to mom and dad and sell them an idea or, you know, like how you get people to invest in That's you. That's the thing. Time. Like you don't just have to invest money. Everyone's, you know, equates things to, to always, it's always, you know, so transactional and everything's about money or, or a deal or, but like, it can just be, you know, on the street, random person. Are you the kind of guy that wants to go talk to, you know, let me just go talk to somebody. Yeah. I am that way in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And like people don't really like to talk about sales, but really, you know, from, from birth, Such a dirty you're, word. you're selling yourself. Yeah, you're selling yourself to like get what you want and kids are, is really the best example and they're just relentless and because of their age, they're young and their innocence and they don't really know like the social cues of like how you should act uh, according to I think that's actually funny you bring that up that might bring a whole topic into play here are are our structures of parenting and things that we have in the U.S. affecting our best salespeople who are kids. I mean, those kids know how to manipulate. They know how to, I mean, you talk about good sales skills. They're, they're, they're yeah. asking why they can or can't do something. And then we, we try to tell them what they should and shouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. It, mean, it can really hinder creativity and what someone believes that they're capable of. Like it's kind of, cliche that a lot of parents say oh you can do whatever you want but they but they're not allowed to stay on past 8 p.m or they're not allowed to go down the street to uh try to meet their neighbor a kid down the street that they want to play soccer or football with so yeah and you made a good point it's like why did I choose sales well you know after high school and really realizing realistically that college wasn't going to be for me I was thinking you know how can I provide value to, to, to get what I know I'm worth as a, as a person. And sales is one of the clearest ways to get to where you want because it's based off your production. The more you sell, the more you make. Um, yeah. And it's just that simple. So I love YouTube and I watch a lot of 
YouTube videos about business, finance, strongman, something that I like to do, and which is a very small sport that some people might be aware of, but it's what you see on TV once a year around Christmas where these guys are picking up the big round rocks and they're just doing crazy things. And um, I guess when I was about 19, that's when I found this guy named Grant Cardone. And I'm not really a fan of him anymore because he's gotten, he's kind of become what he didn't want to be, I think, which is like, I'm a guy who, who sells everything. And now his big way to make money is, um, you might know what this is actually called, but basically what he does is get people to invest money into his investment fund. That way he can go out and buy like these super large apartment complexes, commercial properties and that, he, you know, and once a month they're supposed to get the residual or whatever profit margin they end up yeah, making. Some, some sort of profit sharing system. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some of that stuff. Yeah. A lot of, but you know, he started out as a sales mentor and he used to sell cars. So he used to specifically uh, do sales training for car dealerships. So when I saw that, you know, I live in a small town in Georgia, but there's a car dealership in every town in Georgia. So um, I went to the local Ford dealership and got, got a job that day and started to learn what, what it really meant to like to perform a sale, like the steps to the sale, or I think they call it like the road to the sale. And um, it was really funny because like I got the job that day. I had to go do a drug test and that stuff where you actually start. And then I think the next Monday sure. I started, I started and um, I, I, they were like, you know, you're here to sell cars. You don't know how to sell. Okay. Um, here's a sheet that explains, you know, you got to greet the customer, do a needs analysis, just find out what they're looking for present the car to them. You walk around the car this way and you like point out different features. And, you know, if you can remember what they said, what they wanted, you know, definitely point that out. And then you go on a test drive and you, you do like a pre-close, which is, um, so is this the car for you? Or would you like to see, I can't remember what my go-to question was, but it was something like that. Just ask a quick question as you're pulling into the dealership. And you say, okay, great. And you go in there, you sit them down, you say, you know, always offer something to drink. So I knew it was going to take a few minutes to get the sales manager to actually do what he was supposed to do, which was help me get these numbers together. Because when you're a car salesman, they don't trust you to do your own numbers because they don't really want to tell you how much they have in the car. He comes the sleight of hand and the deception. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, that's Magnifying really glass on the We were a used volume, car salesman. We were a volume dealership, so... Um, if, if there wasn't more than like probably at least two grand of profit, I would only get paid a hundred dollars and I could spend four hours with one customer to sell one car and I'd get paid a hundred dollars and it's straight commission. Mm. And, but anyways, um, yeah, this guy, uh, he was walking around, the, walking around the parking lot. And, uh, I think at the time there was probably like eight salespeople there and, I don't know if that's a lot for a small town or not, but it was just walking around and no one had gone on to him. So I just started talking to him. He's like, yeah, I've been looking for a truck like this. And I was like, okay, great. Let me go grab the key. So I just went and grabbed the key. He's like, oh, let me look under the hood. I was like, okay, yeah, here you go. And I just showed him the truck, let him test drive it, and then sold him that truck my very first day. 
So I think that gave me a lot of confidence in my natural ability to just be able to meet a stranger and help them out for what they were looking for. Because ever since even starting a car dealership, I never went with my managers, what other salespeople told me, which is like, you use the word manipulate, but I, I, I would never purposely manipulate someone. I try to always do, always be honest with the person and find out really what they're looking for and seeing if it's something that fits. Now, usually when you're selling a product or a service, with service, maybe you could change it a little bit, but a car, the car is the car. You can't really, you got your inventory there. We can go to other dealerships and find them, but you can't really change much. So a lot of times if someone was truly looking for something specific, a new car, you mean you can order a new car. It just delays the time and some people will wait and some people won't. But if it's a used car, there's a lot of times I remember that I was just like, I'm sorry, this is what we have. And if this is what you really want, I'd suggest you looking online to see if there's something close to here. And if, you know, we come across something like that at the auction, you know, we'll definitely try to get it for you. Um, but yeah, that's always been my goal with uh, my sales career is to always just help people and really ask the questions that will lead them to what they want and what they really need. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I feel like sales is just the great equalizer, right? You talk about sales. I mean, sometimes it's a dirty word. You think of a salesperson and, and, and you know, there were surveys taken. They're right up in there in the top 10, you know, list of professions of people you don't trust. You know, you talk about politicians, lawyers, but they're, you know, salespeople are in that top 10 of people, you know, that this, the general public thinks like, you know, they're trying to rip me off or. Which is really backwards thinking, especially in America, yeah. because like you mentioned, everybody loves money. Everybody wants to talk about making money. Well, how does yeah. any business on this earth make money? You got to produce sales. If you don't make sales, your company will not exist. You can't pay your. Employees. Well, and that's, yeah. I mean, every business and, and this is, you know, it's, it's a living, breathing thing. You don't actually think of it that way, but it's an organism, right? So yeah, without your sales, it's like, it, it's, it stops breathing, right? Mm -hmm. So it stops breathing, you die, you know, I mean, any business, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know? So if, yeah. if your business stops selling, then <laughs> it and closes it really, doors. And what I love about America and just free markets in general is that it makes you listen to the consumer. It makes you uh, change based on what the consumer is doing. Because think of Sears. Right. Back in the day, you, they would send out these huge, thick books of like tons of different products that buy, and that's what that's just what everybody did. They get their Sears book, and they get they would order what they wanted, and it would you know get to their store, or be, you know, get mailed to them or something. I just remember. Uh, my pops talking about this and I just never knew that Sears was like this huge company that everybody used because they were the ones that you had to. It's like, you know, Sears is basically out of business now. They don't exist. There's yeah, there's one store that's like 30 miles away from me. But other than that, I've never seen a Sears in the last 10 years. And now that company is Amazon. Everybody starting 10 years ago, maybe everybody started going online and now it's so much to the point that you know most people prefer to buy online just because it's easier you just click you a sold into people's greatest thing which is convenience right when you yeah. get when you can be convenient you can you know 
You can teach, you almost can teach people how, how they should be. You can teach them behaviors, right? It, it becomes, well, no, we don't go out to the store. You know, we order this at our house. It comes to us. There's that excitement of it being at your door. I mean, all these things tap into the psychological aspect. I mean, you want to talk about like a, just the way to understand your consumer in terms of sales. I mean, that whole cycle and process is just amazing, you know, fascinating. Yeah. And something that I quickly did after starting selling cars is that I found, well, to even go back a little bit further, my senior year of high school, I was already like super intrigued and invested in how I can sell. Like, how can I help people find the product they're looking for and get them to buy it from me if I was linked to it? So what I found was multi, multi-level marketing products. And at the time, I guess I was too young and dumb to realize that most of these products had very little real value in the marketplace because, yeah, you know, everybody knows it's I mean, it's it's true. Like they're just BS vitamins. Bullshit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And they're just using people to use their, you know, warm network, their friends and their family to sell bogus swipe credit cards. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's really when I started realizing that there's this thing called marketing, there's digital marketing. And that's why I was planning on getting a marketing degree is because that's how you find and get people to become interested in what you're doing is marketing. And with, you know, digital marketing, there's this thing called SEO, which is search engine optimization, which is just a fancy way of saying you have your website set up in such a way that Google thinks is valuable to the to the to the user who is searching for you know a certain thing on the internet and um so that's kind of how i got interested in marketing and it was because i really wanted to be able to become a seller of these multi-level marketing products i only did that for a few months because then i you know I, i found out by sharing it with friends and family and um, doing the social selling thing through Facebook. Um, I think I was just using Facebook at the time to tell people about it. It's just people were not interested in it because it was kind of a, it was a bad product. And if you have a bad product, why would you want to sell it anyways? And um, yeah, I mean, it's a clear, I mean, you know, think about what you're selling there. Your person, you're selling this lifestyle, right? This idea of like, well, look where I am. You can get there. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Here's all your steps, right? And it's and it's this linear path that you'll get to where I am. And, you know, it's semi-disingenuous sometimes to say the least, but, you it's know, basically it's- basically a pyramid scheme. It, it is, it is. But you're, but what have you, what have you done? Have you, you've tapped into the people who um, desperately want something better and there's not, there's no reason because I think anybody um, in life and definitely anyone who's listened to this podcast or listened to anything, you know, you want to be better. I don't, I think there's very few people in the world who don't, who genuinely don't want to be better at something. Um, there's a lot of confusion on how to get there. There's a lot of lack of, you know, resources, lack of help, lack of just, you know, you name it, but everybody wants to get better at something. It's, and so these guys were, were perfect. You tapped into that, right? Cause there's, you know, you tap in, you sell fear or you sell greed, you know, you're kind of, kind of tapping into both a little bit there, you know, but you're really tapping into that greed. Like, Hey, you know, spend a little bit of a coin on this 
we will get you set up with this. And then, you know, you're going to go on your little linear path until you're me. And it's like, well, you just got to get 10 people under you and then you just got to get 10 people under you and then you're there, you know, and listen, everyone's always says, you know, pyramid schemes are wrong. And I completely agree wholeheartedly, but if you're going to do a pyramid, I mean, make sure you're closer to the top of the pyramid. It's just, you know, that's the natural food chain for you, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing about multi-level marketing and why I was caught up in it is because the, the people that were in it that I found, they were like, yeah, you know, I have 40 people under me and now I make 20 grand a month. So if you know five people that you think might be interested and they start selling it, then you can make five grand. And I was like, huh, that sounds, you know, it's like too good to be true. And that's why it doesn't usually work out. But, you know, some people really do well with it. I just didn't agree with trying, you know, once I found out the true, like, because I can't remember. I think it was called like Skinny Fiber was the name of that. Had to be a ha- an aha moment when you actually saw the product or service and went, wait, what? Yeah, I mean, I did it. The few months I did it, I, I took all the pills and it was like, this does nothing. Like, it's just a fiber pill. Even if there's real fiber in here, it's not doing anything for me. It's definitely not going to reduce your appetite that much. Um, and if it does, it probably only works for two weeks and then it stops working. Um or, or you guys are part of a, just a massive placebo that you just don't even know about. Yeah. <laughs> They're still pulling it together. Thing. It's a real thing. <laughs> well, um, so we, you kind of mentioned it in detail, but let's kind of elaborate yeah. a little bit more about how we met at Science Tech. Sure. You want to take off? Sure. Yeah, man. No, no problem. So yeah, I'm at, I'm my good buddy, uh, Brandon here, uh, at, you know, science technologies, like we said, a sales, uh, company lead to lead or uh, business to business lead generation, pardon me. Um, and you know, we just happened to be on the, in the same team and, um, you know, I mean, he just had a, a smoothness to him. How do I put this without being weird? And just a smoothness to his voice just seemed like a guy who was, you know, a good, good on the phone, comfortable, good seller, um, laid back guy, someone who could probably level with a lot of people, right? Someone who, you know, your average guy walking down the street, he could probably have a chat with them and, and they'd level with them, you know, it just, you know, just a straight forward, straight shooter type of guy. And, and, you know, that's, that's kind of how we met is I, I just, you know, and kind of just Slack messaged him. I mean, <laughs> you know, DM'd yeah. him, I DM'd him and said, you know, what, what's up, man? <laughs> You know, and, and a conversation started from there and, you know, went from a fire to a wildfire. And then, you know, we, we traded ideas. I mean, I, I'm always big on, on exchanging ideas, exchanging knowledge, um, you know, each one, teach one, uh, whatever, you know, I can get from somebody. And I don't look at it as a transactional thing, but in a way I kind of do, you know, I do. I look at like, well, what kind of knowledge do you have that I can gain from you? Because I think the only foolish thing you can do is think that is can look at somebody and think that you cannot learn something from them, right? You're the real fool for that. And you're arrogant. Sure. Right? So if you can look at someone and I don't care who you look at, you walk down the street when you, when you go out your door, if you think you can't learn something from them, there's an issue with you as a person. There really is. Whether, I mean, sometimes you can learn something from watching someone make a mistake more than you can watching someone in their greatest triumph. But you know what I mean? Don't think, ever think that you're, just 
so much better than people. That's part of the problem we have is, is just, you know, we get so focused on our own lives that we forget there's other people out there that we can share ideas, bounce ideas off of and learn. That's how you innovate. That's how you create, you know, positive change and, and, and actually make a difference, you know, but that yeah, is how we met. And that is the way I think. Yeah. That's awesome because I don't think we've ever actually talked about this, but you know, I love to learn, I, you know, it's obvious that you do too. And no matter who you meet, where they're at, what they do, what they've done, you can always learn something. I have that same mindset. Awesome. And I think that's why you've noticed it and why I'm able to just meet anyone, you know, online, down the street, in another town, at a, at a party, you know, what, whatever it is. And just really get to get to know them and find out, you know, what they're interested in, what they care about. What, you know, there's so many different things that you can become like really high skilled in. You know, it's not just business or finance. It's, you could also. No, I mean, some some people are emotionally way more skilled than some of us people who are rigid, you know, professionals. I dress up and I, you know, I think I am something, but you, you can't talk to people at all. You know, you got a big fancy title on you. But if we if we take you down to the bar, you couldn't talk to a guy. You'd be sitting in the corner there being awkward. I mean, everybody's got a talent and, and everybody has skills and, and there's transferable skills that you can learn from people. I just to me, I think that is a lot of where we're, we're similar is you, you want to you have to want to learn from other people. You can't just get so set in your own ways that, you know, that you are just ir like refuse to change, refuse to even, you know, like look at, you know, uh, someone's perspective. You gotta be able to understand a person and, and learn from them. Like, why would you not wanna learn? I, it baffles me, why would you not wanna learn something? Yeah, and like, I think we also have this in common where we love the idea of like um, democracy and like free markets and the interchange of ideas and innovation and you know that's how we've you know really come together and partnered where we are trying to innovate something that no one's ever really done before and it's just a simple idea and i think you know a lot of times people forget about that that if you're not providing an excellent service or product then you're not really doing anyone any favors and you're just wasting your time and I think, you know, I think a lot of things. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think this, what, I think exactly what you're talking about segues into, you know, Benjamins and Buttons and, and explaining, you know, what, what this podcast is about. I mean, this is a podcast that truly is going, like everything you just said, that, that's the end goal of this. I mean, we're, we're trying to, you know, unbutton topics situations things you hear about in the news that have a spin even maybe and and, and unraveling it for you right because everything is just so buttoned up collared up when it comes to you know financial news or business news and it's everyone's so concerned yeah. about being politically correct that they actually yeah, use the yeah. Substance I, and, and we're not talking about actual numbers policies dollars cents what's really going on why should you really give a shit yeah you know, no one's actually 
you know, no one's coming forward and, and, and doing stuff like that. I mean, that's the real goal for us. I mean, you, you got a guy who's Benjamin's right here, you know, and he'll, he'll, he'll tell you, you know, he, he gets it out the mud going in and, and, and being a seller, getting in the trenches, right? I mean, and then you got me, the, 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 the button up guy. I mean, listen, just because I understand a couple more bigger words or, you know, I've studied a bunch of stuff in my life doesn't mean that, you know, I know everything. No one knows everything. That's that's the one thing is we want to create a learning community, right? That just is is sure. something that everybody can be a part of. Everybody can push someone to, you know, to, to whatever yeah. topic it is to understand and better yourself, right? How do you use what we talk about and go, yeah, you know what? I was insightful. I didn't know that, you know, that the move that Elon made on Twitter is actually, you know, there's a lot of ramifications that, that could happen with that, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I, hopefully we'll, you know, deeper dive into that one, maybe on the next episode. So like in the future, we'll probably share more like stories about things that are more recent or is just very impactful that could, you know, change your, your, how you think about certain, you know, topics when it comes to business and finance. But also, like you mentioned, we want this podcast to be for everyone. No matter what you do, you'll be able to take this information to either share with others in your own unique way and, or even, you know, it brings like real value in what you do uh, because, you know, anyone in today's world, we're very lucky because you can have a passion and make a living off of it. And, you know, it really helps to just be around other people that want to get better, learn and share because, you know, in a, in a, in a lot of ways, ever since, you know, humans came in existence, to really learn something, you have to do it and you have to learn the hard way and do it more. And then you have to share it with others and then teach them and then become a better teacher. And it's kind of like that mentoring you know, effect where, you know, the guy at the very top, he got there probably because he has the most experience with it. And he's probably the best at leading the vision of where he wants the company or, you know, sports team to go. Um, so I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, Ori was born into it. In that case, we shame him, right? <laughs> or you can be born into it, you know? You just gotta uh, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's not act like that doesn't happen right but no i mean i i think that you know it, everything that we want to do here and, and then we keep re, repeating it and re-saying it is it's just a community of learning right i mean why should you care about a topic we talk about and the thing is is the more sophisticated the topic or the more confusing or the more like it seems like there's a lot of layers on that onion the better it is, right? Because those are the types of talks and conversations that people try to put over other people's heads. Uh, when, when we talk about a democracy, it's a democracy of ideas and information. I mean, you, given the internet and given just what we have our fingerprints able or finger to touch at this point in, in life is unmatched at any time in, in history. And it's only going to keep getting more and more. I mean, you can truly, you know, find information on anything. And, and but you got to understand what's in that information. And sometimes people pack stuff up and button and, and truly that's that's the button button things up 
so that other people can maybe, you know, be made to feel as if they're less or can't understand it. And, and here we want to unbutton everything, you know, unbutton every idea and then just throw it to you and let you let you decide what you think about it. You know, let let it see, let it seep in like, wow, why does that matter to me? I'm not going to tell you why it needs to matter to you. Why does it matter to you? Yeah, you know, that's a great you idea. want to know why it matters to you. <laughs> yeah. Tell us. You don't need to know everything. So, yeah, if you're listening to this um, now or way out in the future, please share like what subjects you want to hear more about, what kind of events that you would like to be broken down into and just be spoken about in a, you know, in a real way. Uh, because, you know, my background is more marketing and sales and Nathan's is finance business like you you understand a lot of small business business in general yeah yeah Yeah. strategic corporate uh, corporate finance and then you know strategic finance and stuff like that yeah absolutely yeah because other than what we're partnering in which is called three rivers recovery where we help people get their unclaimed property um you're becoming a broker within a week broker man yeah license coming up we're gonna pass yeah, I'm sure you're past. I mean, you're That's super- what I'm talking about. And I'm now working for a very large direct processor called Heartland, and they just offer a bunch of business solutions. And I'm a relationship manager, which means I'm just going out and meeting people and helping them with what they, you know, what they need for their business. So, you know, we can talk about a lot of different things. And I think the first few episodes, at the very least, we'll probably just you know, share interesting stories that we've experienced or have met someone who, because, you know, when you're in this line of you want to become the best person you can be and you're an entrepreneur or a business owner or you're, you know, you're looking for your great next opportunity, you network with people. I think networking is so important and, you know, you're, you're going to be listening to this because you want to do something related to becoming your best version of yourself. So please share your ideas. Um, You know, let's be a community and and communicate. And we want to always, you know, listen to um, who's out there. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, and I mean, to to touch on that and, and even wrap it up. I mean, you, we want to know what you guys think and we want this to be a community driven type of thing. And, and I think, you know, Benjamins and Buttons, is, is something just from the name. I mean, we want people to, we want people from all walks of life, right. To, to come into this and really understand, um, you know, why something going on can, can have like a ripple effect everywhere. Right. It's like, I think people get so many points of information, right? Think of all the information we get. We get flooded every day, whether you're on social, whether you get the news on, whether you see something drop for, you know, a stock or whatever it may be. It's we don't realize that that's all just a big giant jigsaw puzzle. And a lot of that stuff actually connects, right? So how do you see the connections there? Um, You know, and those are the things like, maybe there's somebody who works in, you know, 
uh, any type of job and, and they've actually got an inside track on understanding the nuts and bolts behind why a decision like that might may be made Where, whereas you got guys like us or you know someone who's an analyst just just splatting things out and not really knowing a hundred percent the boots on the ground mentality but everybody needs to understand that every event and things that happen in life especially in financial markets like for sure they're connected i mean there, there's a lot of correlation between things and and we want to show you guys how it's correlated, why maybe that there's stuff on the back end people aren't talking about that you should be, you know, cognizant of, and then, you know, like get your guys' feedback and thoughts, you know, so that I've, all of us, all of us can learn. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great opportunity just to help each other uh, just get better, to learn more, to have like an open forum and conversation. And then, you know, we're definitely going to have people on to, to do interviews with, to talk yeah. about yeah, whatever the industry leaders then. So look, look forward to it. Thank you so much for listening. This is Benjamins and Buttons, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.